When we share our stories with one another, we inspire each other. We help each other to grow. We also help one another to feel less alone. I'm Amanda Solar. I'm the host of Soulful Connections, and I'm the founder of SoulfulLiving.com. Join me and let's connect. Connection. So I am here, well, I'm forcing my friend and business associate, my colleague, Brad Sanders, I am kind of forcing him to do a podcast with me on pet peeves. Oh, I have a good first pet peeve. So basically, Brad and I are going to just talk about what our pet peeves are and um Let's kind of establish some ground rules, Brad. Okay, like a pet peeve is kind of an annoyance that isn't universal. Like it might seem innocuous to somebody else, but to you it gets under your skin. Like like you can't go, you know, it's it's a pet peeve of mine that people are racist. <laughs> or, you know, I hate it when people murder other people. Like that's not a pet peeve, okay? Even though you don't like those well, things. Well, we don't like those things, but pet peeve is more, you know, they might seem minor to other people, but to us, they get under our skin. And because I'm forcing Brad to do this, but by the way, he's the perfect person to force because he does have a gazillion pet peeves, honestly. Um, he's he's the perfect guest for this podcast, but because I am forcing you, Brad, I will go first. Good. good. Thanks. And you Thank know, you I, it came to me as I'm talking that my first pet peeve is actually just people who have a host of pet peeves. <laughs> and I, in other words, like, you know, you'll see it on social media. Somebody will say, Oh my gosh, somebody crossed over the line in the parking spot. And they're just ranting and raving because somebody crossed over the line. Or somebody will say, you know, I saw another post and they used um, the word your, but they spelled it without an apostrophe. And it was supposed to be a conjunction. And people can't move past that. Their pet peeve is grammar. So although I realize it's hypocritical. I was going to say that. But... <laughs> I know. Yeah. You can say. Yeah. Go ahead. Why, why were you going to say that? No, I mean, what about if somebody used the word entitled okay. versus titled? I understand where you're. I, I, mean, I smell where you're stepping in. most people will accept it, yeah. but you kind of obsess about it. Okay. Why is that? Brad has a point. So I just said that when people are, are overly concerned with grammar, it upsets me or, or it at least annoys me. And yet when somebody mm -hmm. says the program was entitled, blah, 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 it bothers me. I will tell you why that bothers me, Brad. What, what is kind of sticking in my crawl, so to speak, <laughs> is the fact that 
they're using entitled wrong. You know, they're using it incorrectly. In other words, they should say, I'm entitled to a good parking spot because I work here or something like that. But when you say something is entitled to something, you're literally just trying to be more important. You're, you're trying to kind of, it's pretentious. And I guess a pet peeve of mine is pretentious behavior. So just say the show is called this. You know, we know when you say the show is entitled such and such that you are taking a dip in the pretentious pool. Okay. I know. I hear you. Do you it, hear it, me? Well, certainly it gets your pet peeves passed on to me uh-huh. because uh, now I hear that all the time. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. So when people, I understand, hey, if you're using a great, fabulous word that fits whatever it is that you're trying to say, have at it. If you're accidentally using a word incorrectly, that's okay. But if you're trying to be important, that I guess is something that bothers me. Okay. You hear me? So, okay. You share a pet peeve because I've just shared a pet peeve. Did I just share a pet peeve? I feel like I I shared a few. You just kept on talking. Um, (laughs) One of my, well, the one I wrote down was, but this other one, you came to me when you said about the parking spot. Mm-hmm. What really annoys me is when people don't put their shopping carts back in mm. the shopping corral. Mm. They have those there for a reason. Yes. Um, and then just put it up on the curb or put it next to, in a parking spot that you can't park it now because there's a shopping cart in there. Yep. So... I prefer everybody just puts their shopping carts back in the car. Sure. Yes. Brad, I I will say. Damage my car. Well, or it's just kind of rude, too. It's kind of, you know, now I will say that I don't let it get under my skin because I always imagine, hey, maybe their grandmother needs medicine and they have to run to the hospital. Unlikely. (laughs) So that's how I get around Mm -hmm. that pet peeve but it does seem kind of rude that you just can't put your shopping cart away well, but maybe you have a reason that poor shopping cart attendant now has to go all the way to the other end of the parking lot to get the shopping cart and you know, i hear you brother maybe he just is he can't walk well and he has to walk <laughs> over there you know what that's true that's very true. So do you want me to go on with my next one? Like we'll take turns? Yeah, okay. yeah go on your next okay. one. Okay. So since we're in the grocery store, since your pet peeve That's takes place in the grocery store parking lot, I will share one that takes place in, well, many places, but often in a grocery store parking lot. So, you know, when you stop your car and, you know, they have the little stop signs in the grocery store parking lot. So you obey them. So I stop my car, say, and I see, and P.S. It's usually a man. I'm not trying to pick on your gender, but usually they are the people who do this annoying thing. And then I say to the man, sometimes it's a woman, but most of the time it's a man. I kind of wave them on nicely. Like, yeah, you can cross in front of me, sir, to get to the grocery store from the parking lot. And then the man does this annoying thing. He looks at me and he indicates that he is not going to walk in front of my car. And he kind of waves me on. Mm -hmm. And then some 
take it to the next level. And they wave me on with aggravation as though I just insulted them by saying, hey, you can cross in front of me. It is a pet peeve. It really irritates me. And you know what? Now that I'm talking about it, Brad, next time I go to the store, I'm just going to play, what's it called? Chicken (laughs) with the man. I'm going to sit there as long as it takes until that guy crosses in front of my car. Well, my pet peeve about that is I don't think you have to wave me on. I get the right away. I get to walk through the crosswalk. Right. Don't wave me on. I just well, go. I wait a second and then the man doesn't go. So now I'm like, hey, bud, go ahead. You can go on. I'm not going to hit you. My well, red maybe, minivan. Maybe he's heard about my driving. <laughs> maybe that's the reason why I didn't want to cross. Okay. So that's my, and, and it happens a lot with different things. I just think stop telling me what to do. Somehow I take that as that he is telling me what to do <laughs> instead of just graciously accepting my offer, my or generous offer. telling him what to do? Telling the I'm just being polite. Women by and large will look at me with a smile or a nod or a friendly little hand wave and they will cross. I'm not saying all men don't cross by the way. No, there you're are, generalizing. Uh, yes, I, I understand. Yeah, is yes. that a pet peeve of yours? <laughs> so, okay. It's your turn. What's okay, another pet my peeve? pet peeve that I've had all my life, and I know I get it from my mom. <laughs> so he's blaming his mother. We mothers get blamed and for she everything. She knows it. Um, is that I can't stand pe- watching people eat. <laughs> I absolutely do not like it. Interesting. I concentrate on how they're chewing. <laughs> Did you do that this the morning? Because Brad and I had breakfast together this morning. Did you watch I me eat? I thought about it, actually, because oh. I knew we were going to talk about this. So what, was I doing anything that was annoying? Um, no, nothing. You can tell me. Go ahead. There's something there. I mean, you had food all over your face, but it was... <laughs> no, it's like, I just don't like to hear when people are chewing. And then... Interesting. It's annoying, too. I don't like it either, but... annoying, too, is people try to talk with the food in their mouth. And they're trying to get the point across and like their cupcake or your <laughs> pieces of I agree. bread is coming out of their mouth and it's sticking to your face. And <laughs> so my recommendation is take a break, take a break, chew your food <laughs> and then speak. That's, you know, I, I think that is a word of advice we could all benefit mm-hmm. from. Um, and I know this isn't a pet peeve, but I really want to, you mentioned food and you mentioned your mom and that brings me to my favorite Brad story. (laughs) (laughs) So can you just please share the story of the fig? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I was telling my mom because Amanda sent me a, a link or a text message saying about what figs are actually are. And I was telling my mom about this and. Brought back memories from fifth grade. I, my mom has always been very, um, always thinking about our health, which is why I'm a pillar of health now. And so she gave us, she gave me a fig for lunch, an actual fig. If you don't want an actual fig look looks like, Google it because well, cut it. You gotta. You can't just look at the fig. 
Because I think a fig is like really exciting when you cut it. Yes, but mine was not cut. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was an uncut fig. I don't know why this story is so enjoyable. So this uncut fig fell <laughs> out of my lunch bag and rolled to the front of the classroom. <laughs> and I probably didn't eat this fig in class in lunch because I <laughs> didn't know how to explain what this thing was. My teacher picked it up and showed it in front of the class of 25 kids <laughs> and asked what it is, whose is this? And he says, it looks like an ear. And of course I did not say anything. It's fifth grade and I had a fig for lunch. So that was my fig story. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was embarrassing, but my mom always tried to keep us healthy and she still does. Yes. Yeah. So I just found, I think it was like one of my daughters showed that to help the fig somehow grow or do something wasps crawl in it because they're attracted to like the inside and then they die and then they just kind of become one with the fig. So yes, take that piece of information and just think about it the next time you eat your fig. <laughs> do you ever still eat figs by the way? No, I haven't really had a fig. Interesting. But I, I've noticed that like even making lunch for the kids now, like kiwi back in the day was never really a big fruit that you put into lunches, True. but my one son loves yes. kiwis. It's so, very good for you. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I'm going to just shout out another pet peeve that has nothing to do with figs, moms or lunch. Um, okay. This is an irritant, a pet peeve of mine. When people send you an email and there's nothing in the email. Their entire query <laughs> or whatever it is that they want to say is in the subject line mm -hmm. of the email. Oh my gosh. First of all, there's so many levels to the rudeness of this. Do you find this rude? Is it, is it a pet peeve It's for annoying. You? It's not really, a, I, it's annoying. It's just annoying. And it's annoying. you open it up and you're like expecting to see a picture or <laughs> the rest of right. the subject. But you get, yes. it's almost disappointing too. That's true. It's like, it's like opening oh. a present and find nothing oh in gosh. it. The present like, is the wrapping paper. <laughs> yeah, it's an empty box. And you know, it's just simply rude to me. It's kind of like saying, you know, there might be a directive, like open the door <laughs> although that would be a really weird e email <laughs> or it could be like warning watch out and then nothing's on the right on the body. it's just come on people let's understand that the subject line is there to tell you what the email is about so the subject line is something like um so say i want brad to relay the fig story because i don't know um, enough about it. So my subject is fig story. And then the body of the email might say something like this. Hi, Brad, comma. I'm really intrigued to know more about how you felt when that fig rolled to the front of the room. Period. <laughs> Would you mind sharing that with me when you have some time? Question mark, sincerely, comma, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Guys, yeah. please take a lesson. 
I think it's a good good thing to have and note that um, that your issues with that yes. that kind of situation. Yes. I think I think it's I'm just it's a teachable moment. Let's it's use Amanda's moment. pet peeve it. as a teachable moment for us all. I actually think all these can be teachable moments. They could be really. I mean these are pretty universal. After you listen to this <laughs> podcast, you're gonna be like, I'm gonna put that shopping cart back in the corral. That's, you know, maybe we shouldn't call them pet peeves. Maybe we should call them rules or life lessons i like this uh, yes yes rules to live by yes so brad do you have another one i know you do because you have a million pet peeves. I, I can't, do you have any that i can that you i know can of? tell you okay, one of tell me one of my pet peeves, okay please. so brad has a lot of um words he hates i was going to bring up the words but... he doesn't like moist oh. a lot of people don't like moist i don't even know why moist moist what's so prob- problematic about that word he doesn't like the word clout he does. There are actually we have multiple um, interactions on a regular basis, and probably three times a day, Brad tells me he doesn't like one of the words I've used, and he doesn't mm-hmm. not he doesn't just not like it. It makes him physically uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> so what's that about? The reason why? Yes. Is I'm I'm a visual learner. Okay. I'm a visual person. Clout, Clout reminds me of clot. <laughs> When you have a blood clot, that's not good. No, it's not true. a pretty picture. True. If I say reap the rewards of membership in the chamber, for it example, means death to me <laughs> because of the Grim Reaper. You might have to explain that. Because uh, I thought this like <laughs> it makes sense to most people. You see a reap, you know, a reaper. Yeah, that means death. <laughs> there are many of them. I just can't think of them all right at the moment. But moist, there are many. Moist is very. There is a million. A bad word. I don't know why they even have that word in the English language. I don't mind. Like wet too, wet. You know what? I gotta say, as you're talking, I have to say, my husband, he will describe food to the kids, and he can never be on a cooking show, (laughs) even though he's a great cook, because the way he'll be like, the juice dripped down from the thing. I don't know. By the time he's done describing it, the kids are like, we aren't touching it. We are so disgusted. Yeah, if you were, use the word oozed, too, that's not a good word either. It's oozing with juice. I just see it like, just like. There was one that you always thought down. reminded you of pus. It wasn't the word pus, but I'm sure I you don't, don't like, like that one. My sister doesn't like pus. Yeah, I don't like vulgarities. Yeah. He's vomit we were talking about vomit yesterday yeah, but vomit i don't know i think that that's okay mm. but you're saying i vomited you know blue, blue <laughs> chunks is something different i don't, I don't know whatever I, I mean i think that most people would hate vulgarities and things well maybe not no i don't think so actually i mean who likes vulgarities I mean, maybe that's <laughs> some the, people do questions that we should be asking <gasps> we should have a whole thing no yeah. some people do and i'm not really a cursor have you noticed that i don't really curse well, right the, that book i'm reading is they say sometimes those yeah i know vulgarities people... are a great release of huh. your feelings and your tension you know what it is okay i think yes you... folks i am reading a book <laughs> and he's actually reading it. He's not even listening to it. I already listened to it. Yeah, he listened to it, but he's now reading it. But, okay. What did you just say? Because I forget what I was going to say. The good thing oh, the vulgarities and Chris Rosen, you released. 
this is what bothers me about um, constant like curse words and vulgarities. I always think they lack originality because there is probably a word that you can think of. And okay. I just hate mental laziness. Well, there's not really a lot of big, a lot of words to, you know, those vulgarities. There's tons of words. You don't have to say a word that equals the vulgarity. Like, in other words, if you're like, I am so effing mad, for yeah. example, right? You can say why you're angry and what caused that, and you can describe it, right? Okay. Do you have to just use the F word? I mean, what placement? What's a good replacement word that you could say that the great release from not using? Like, you just want to say, I, you want to release? Yeah. I guess if like, you really want to, go ahead and use it. I wouldn't say, like, would fiddlesticks really? <laughs> You, but see, you, Double -E <laughs> you actually do use words like fiddlesticks. Oh, wow. I use a lot of, like, gander and okay. old-fashioned words. You know, in terms of words, you know what expression I hate. And people, they just insist upon using it. Pick your brain. Oh, pick your brain. Why do oh, people have to say that? They'll say, Amanda, can I just pick your brain for a few minutes? No, no, you may not pick my well, see, brain. That's the same reason that you're you're visualizing somebody picking your they brain. Want to pick my brain. It doesn't even really make sense. They want to pick through it, and get all the all the cobwebs out of it. <laughs> no, you don't want to pick. My... Do you want to find out information? Say what it is you want. Are you? Do you want me to can have we you brainstorm? Meet so I can find out some information. Does that, does that sound what better? if they said hi? Can we meet? I'm on a job search. Or can we meet? I would like to learn more about how to maximize my membership in the chamber. Or, hi, can we meet? I want to find out more about this wonderful podcast that you do. Um, whatever it is, just say the words. Don't say pick your brain. It's disgusting, what about, people. What about earworm? Well, I mean, I don't like it because I pic I do picture. You're right. I yeah, picture. See, I, I picture you, a yeah, worm in yeah. your ear. Why do people have to say earworm? I don't really um, know why you have to say it. it. But like, I mean, there are other things you can say other than pick your brain. Is there an alternative to earworm? I, I never even. I got a song stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Yeah. Got an earworm. Okay. So the other thing I hate. I hate a lack of originality, so I don't like these reposts where they're like, oh, I think it's just like when you haven't really used your brain, that's irritating because people go, hey, Facebook, have you seen this on Facebook? Facebook started a new thing. If I put this paragraph that I just copied from Stacy on my Facebook page, all of a sudden the algorithm will change or you put something in my thing or there's some lawyerly thing now you now I own the pictures because I said Facebook I own the pictures you guys Facebook it's free for you to use so it's free yeah you don't have to pay hmm. you just use it just either get on get off say things that you want to be heard like I don't know stop cutting and pasting things and putting it into your newsfeed it's just stupid hmm. interesting oh I know. I do sound rather curmudgeonly, don't I? It's a little, yeah. It's a little. Okay. Which brings me to my, I, I would say like, I don't know. Do you have any big pet peeves before I? No, you continue the pet peeves because these are very interesting. Well, I was just going to kind of sum up this because I thought, okay, so what do we want to say about pet peeves? I think 
that they're life lessons now they're life lessons and pet peeves that make you crazy like i don't get crazy for the rest of the day if somebody doesn't cross the street in front of me when i've asked him to and i don't get crazy like forever and ever and ever when somebody writes their whole email in a subject i just kind of shrug it off as an annoyance express it to brad or whomever Mm -hmm. is in my vicinity and then i move on it might be a problem if your pet peeve consumes you (laughs) yeah it's like when somebody lies to you and you know they're lying to you but they're not telling you they're lying to you and then you're like "Just, just just tell me the truth yeah well that's a is that a pet peeve people lying to you or is that i hate it when somebody's lying but at the same time i feel like that goes beyond pet peeve because is that more of your like racism thing yeah like lying's bad people i mean lying is wait is lying bad well it depends on why you're lying like is all lying bad if somebody says do you like my shoes yes do you tell them that you actually hate them? That's the that where that's what it is. Does this dress make me look fat? You say, well, it depends. I mean, sometimes if I'm asking my husband, I do want him to tell do me. You want him like, to say that? Well, I have another dress. You want him to? I can, you think he feels comfortable saying to you, <laughs> "Yes, honey, you look a little plump in that." I mean, he. Oh my god! He might he, say it in Parish. <laughs> And my kids will kill him even before I will. But I don't know. There's a line when somebody's just, you know, I don't know. We can can talk about this forever. Yeah, we should talk about lying. Like, lying's tricky. But if you're lying. Is not. In the person's best interest. Is that good? Like, if I'm lying to you because I feel like, I I don't know. I'd rather tell them the truth. I same. And you know what the truth is? I, I really wouldn't ask you probably. If I don't want to hear if the dress looks fat, makes me look fat or whatever, I don't really ever ask that question. But you would I'll say, just like, say it's it, like, how does this look? I was, like, yeah, I don't yeah, even really ask. I would go for the blue one. You know what? Why am I asking? I don't really ask that many. Because I ask my kids because they know more. I, I okay. will say, you guys, this shoe or this shoe. I don't really say, does this dress make me look fat? What am I going to do about it? You know, maybe all my dresses make me look fat. Baby, I need to drop a few pounds. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what, you guys? If you are listening to this, we would like your thoughts. If on you mine. got this far. If you, if you made it through to the end of this podcast, we would like to know your thoughts online. We feel unequivocally that we are 100% right with our pet peeves, which mm. are really life lessons. But... We have reached an impasse the on lying. thing maybe can be, uh, uh, you know, I can maybe get over that. Yeah, maybe it's it's your thing. <laughs> no, but the, people shouldn't. They shouldn't well, talk, talk with food. food in your mouth. Yeah. You guys, no. If you're out there talking with food in your mouth, come on. Come on. Unless you're yelling fire and you have to get out. Like, there's oh not. Oh, my gosh. I can even picture that just <laughs> coming out of your mouth. Nothing is that important that I can't wait until you chew. Okay. But the lying thing, we need more discussion on, mm-hmm. okay? So maybe we need a podcast on lying. Maybe you need to weigh in and tell us what you think about lying. Is it ever necessary? Is it ever a good thing? 
Truth for flying, yeah. Okay? So we leave you today with a question. Some answers, but really, we leave you questioning, okay? Thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, you're welcome to share your pet peeves. We would love to hear them. Oh, yes. And if there's anything, and we, we will probably disagree with your pet peeves. <laughs> because if they weren't ours, maybe they don't even deserve to be pet peeves. Yeah. We're the arbiters of yeah, the pet, pet peeves. peeves. We're yeah. the judges. <laughs> we will judge whether or not you should be annoyed by your pet peeve. Okay? So, I think we're done. Right, Brad? Yeah, we're done. Okay. Thank you for joining us. Hey, thanks for listening. Giant thank you goes out to show advisor Roseanne Griffiths, the talented musician Bill Aronson, who wrote, produced, performed the Soulful Connections theme song. And a thank you goes out to Brad Sanders for creating the Soulful Connections logo. Love it. That's new this year. So much gratitude to these guys and to my friends and family who continue to listen and guide me. And once again, to you for listening, I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me an email at soulfullife at gmail.com. That's S-O-L-F-U-L-L-I-F-E at gmail.com.